Hi, welcome to The Heavy with Andrew and Don, where we cover a large range of rock and metal topics for the casual listener. I am your host, Don Sutherland. With me, as always, my brother, Andrew Sutherland. What's up, dirtbags? Uh, remember, you can email us any uh, any comments, concerns, questions, whatever, at theheavypod at gmail.com. That's our email. Andrew, what are we talking about today? We're going to be talking about rap and metal collaborations. Ooh, I'm excited about that. All right, let's get into that. Okay, rap and metal collaborations. Yeah, so to be honest, like, I started out thinking about doing collaborations in general. It just became such a broad topic that I decided to, to take one section of it and just create a topic out of that because there's just there's so much there, right? So right. Uh, rap and metal has been one of my... And there's a lot of songs that I really enjoy from those kind of collaborations, and I just thought it'd be kind of cool to talk about. Yeah, yeah, it's so, a very identifiable genre. Even I can think of, like, is does Limp Bizkit count? Well, the, I mean, we're talking about the, there are bands that are considered rap metal. Like, they're, that's actually the genre. So Oh, I mean, so I'm, just collaborations I'm, is, that's, yep, that's a word. That yeah, I'm trying to else. keep it confined so that we don't go too too broad here. So right. you, you consider bands that are, are say a rap metal genre rap rock kind of thing so like rage against the machine would be one of those bands yeah um ice t's band body count uh, a band called stuck mojo uh downset clawfinger and uh limp biscuit as well would also be grouped in there right so there's, there's other bands as well so those would be bands that are actual bands that are considered in that genre so this would be more uh bands that are are pretty much in separate genres so rap musicians and, and groups and uh and metal and rock artists or bands and then they yeah, come together okay. to create rap or uh metal or rock song not not just bands that have it already in them okay yeah mostly like one-off things like a song from an album where they brought a guest musician in or something they did for a single or you know whatever the situation may have been so yeah, I'm honestly uh, i'm i'm trying to think of if i have any examples off the top of my head and i can't think of any so well, I will I'm, give I'm you excited <laughs> i'm excited i'm excited to see what i'm missing because i feel like there's going to be yeah. some that are obvious yeah, there'll definitely be some that you've heard of, and then there'll be some that you've never heard of. And there's actually a, okay. a few, like getting into it, there's some that I was fairly well-versed in, and then there was a bunch that I ran into. I'm like, I didn't know that those two artists made music right. together, that kind of thing, right? Yeah, sweet. So, uh, yeah, I want to discuss some of the history behind these kind of collaborations, and then we'll just go through a bunch of songs that fit into that category. Some of them sort of tenuously, I guess, but... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, going back to... The start rap and metal or hard rock artists started collaborating in the 80s, as far as I can tell. So on their album, right. ra- album called Raising Hell in 1986, Run DMC released a cover of Aerosmith's Walk This Way. Okay, that one I do know. Yeah, that that's pretty common one. Like, this is the one that everybody all have heard of probably, and it kind of started off this whole trend. So originally that song, which as a classic rock DJ you might know, is uh, it was originally a hit off of... Aerosmith's 1975 album Toys in the Attic. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, like the actual Aerosmith song. Everyone knows that one. Yeah, the original song. So Run DMC brought Aerosmith in to to do a cover of that song with them. And uh it's it's actually it's widely believed to be the first time that rap and rock had come together like that. So okay. the, the song actually ended up being a big hit. I mean, this is a little bit before even my time because I was very young when this happened. Um but both groups actually won a Soul Train Music Award for the best rap single in 1987 for it. Wow. So, okay. 
And the song also ended up helping rejuvenate Aerosmith's career because they put out a lot of garbage in the uh, early <laughs> 80s. And uh, it sort of made them relevant again. So it's funny kind of, that they had multiple resurgences because the 90s was a big resurgence for them. Well, this, this kind of started that, that path towards them getting big again. Being, being good uh, again. Yeah, yeah well, just, just being relevant at all, right? <laughs> so there's a bit of an argument when I was, some of the articles I was reading where some people think that it was more Aerosmith helping Run DMC, and, and a lot of people think it was the other way around, where Run DMC were really helping Aerosmith more. So uh, They're helping each other. I mean, it worked out for both of them either way, right? Uh, but so I, I was reading an article on on this collaboration on uh, the Guardian online, and uh, nothing's firm like the some of the history of it. But a lot of people think that the idea was originally uh, Rick Rubens. Do you know who Rick okay, Rubens? Okay, yeah, yeah, the famous producer. Yeah, he's he kind of like a rock M&M songs lately. Yeah, he was sort of a rock guy that started a hip hop label. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and a glorious beard. Yeah, he had a great beard. So uh, incidentally, Slayer's massive uh, Rain and Blood. Well. Massive to metal fans. Uh, their album Rain and Blood came out on Def Jam, which is was widely known as a hip-hop label at the time. So it was kind of right. interesting. So apparently, they actually rec- uh, Aerosmith and Run DMC recorded that song in one day because uh, Run DMC had an overdue rental car that needed to return, so they were in a hurry. <laughs> oh, so they were they were really having trouble. Okay. <laughs> so there's, a, there's another story from that same article. Uh, they took it out of uh, Aerosmith's autobiography, and uh, a stinger from Aerosmith, Steven Tyler, he recalls, these are his words, Run and D&J were huddled in a corner, really intent on something. I go, Joe, who's, uh, Joe Perry, the guitarist, what are they doing? He says, probably smoking crack. Later, we went over to the corner. They've been eating lunch from McDonald's. Oh, God. <laughs> like, way to stereotype, eh? Like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, good thing you didn't say that to them, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That's pretty harsh. So the the song, they end up releasing a video for Walk This Way on MTV, and that video became a huge hit. And uh, in the video, the two groups literally like, break down the walls in the video, so it's kind of uh, metaphoric. Oh, okay, so they, they knew it was a big occasion then. Yeah, well, it, I, I think at that point, it was already a hit, and then they made the video, and the video was a hit in MTV. And mm-hmm. But, it, I mean, really, they were breaking down walls figuratively and literally, right? Yeah, yeah, like it's a big collaboration. Yeah, and, and this is like the one song most listeners that are familiar with you know classic rock or yeah yeah like that one's that one's a a hit like it's a a general hit not just like a niche hit yeah exactly it's 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 a very significant event in american music history these two bands coming together and doing that song and there's even a book about it called walk this way run dmc aerosmith and the song that changed american music forever so forever (laughs) obviously some people think it's a huge deal and i i i think so just just reading about it in, in the timeline of everything it really uh, foreshadowed a lot or, or, or influenced a lot of music to come after. Right. So at first we'll kind of go chronologically, I guess. So also in 1986, uh, the Beastie Boys were another w- group to combine rock and rap early on uh, in their careers. So uh, on their first album, Licensed to Ill, which reading about it today, I actually didn't realize it was licensed like with a D at the end. I thought it was licensed to Ill. Okay. <laughs> Apparently it's licensed with a D. So I learned something new today. Hey, there you go. Uh, so on, on, fun. Yeah, exactly. Uh, on the, the one of the singles, No Sleep Till Brooklyn, which obviously you've heard. Yeah, yeah. Again, a huge hit. Yeah, so uh, Carrie King from Slayer is actually, he plays the solo in that. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, I didn't know that. And I, 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 I'm sure I heard of that a long time ago, but I kind of 
slipped my mind. And then while I was doing research for this, I'm like, oh yeah, it was Harry King did that. And then you watch the video and he's actually uh, in the video. It's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. Uh, no, so, like, I've never heard that he did that. That's wow. Yeah. I would say like for anyone listening, if even if you, if you like the song or don't like the song or you haven't heard it, go on YouTube and check out the video and kind of after the middle of the video, whatever, Carrie King shows up just like tearing Trey it up on the guitar. Trey sticks out like a sore thumb in between the Beastie Boys. Oh yeah, man, he's wearing like black leather and chains and stuff. It's pretty awesome. Jeez. That's a that's an um, interesting collaboration. There's there's a lot of like weird ones like that where where musicians just recorded for other guys. Like I learned recently that on uh, Songs for the Deaf, uh, Dave Grohl does the drums for Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah, actually, I, didn't, I just I didn't read know about that. that. I read about that this week too. Actually, yeah. I, I maybe it was just circulating I, around. I think that was because you were pretty young when that first came out. Because that was mm-hmm. one of their earlier albums, right? So I I remember yeah. that being a big deal when it first came out. And then I kind of just forgot about it until I was reading about it recently too. And like, oh yeah, Dave Grohl did play drums for one of their albums. And then, and then listening to it, like you can hear his his style in it. And uh, it's I found that found that fascinating because I mean that's a band that has sort of a rotating register, anyways. Yeah, it's uh, crazy when your drummer is like the most famous person in your band <laughs> for <laughs> for, for one album. Yeah. All right, sorry. Uh, back to the the rap metal. And, and uh, touching on Def Jam Records again, so Beastie Boys and Slayer were both on Def Jam at the time. So that was uh, another Rick Rubin connection there, which okay. So he was he was very there. much a, a bridge for these yeah. things. Yeah, it seems so. So uh, moving on with the the history of rap and metal. Uh, in 1988, Sir Mix-a-Lot released a single from his album, his debut album actually. The album was called Swass, which is uh, an amazing <laughs> album title. Yes. Sweaty ass. So, yes. <laughs> he released a he released a single called Iron Man, where he actually collaborated with Metal Church. So. I did not know that until I did the research for this podcast. That's one, that's one of the newer ones? Wow, okay. So we, we ended up getting a, a message from one of our listeners named Katie who mentioned Metal Church and thought it'd be cool if we if we covered them. And it was kind of neat that they showed up in this uh, podcast doing the research uh, oh. unexpectedly, to be honest. Cool. So yeah. that was kind of neat. And I, I had no idea that they did a song with Sir Mix-A-Lot, which is pretty, uh, pretty <laughs> big, out there. A big collaboration. All right, yeah. Thanks, Katie. Uh, so... Just to go through some more instances of rock or metal combining with rap, uh, Ministry actually had a song on their album, The Mind is a Terrible Thing to Taste. The song is called right. Test, and they brought in a couple of rappers to do the vocals on it. A guy named The Grand Wizard and a guy named The Slogan God, which I'm assuming are their rap names. And <laughs> not, their, <laughs> not, their, not their actual name. His actual first name is, yeah. is The... Okay, so guys, we've already covered too, because we covered Ministry. Yeah, a lot of it's it's cool how bands that we've talked about in the past are coming up in this, and I didn't even really expect it until I started doing the research, and I'm like, oh yeah, like they did a song, like a you know a rap collaboration. It's kind of cool. The most memorable rap metal combination for me would be uh, Anthrax and Public Enemies collaboration on "Bring the Noise," which oh yeah, I, okay. To God you've heard. <laughs> yeah, I know. I <laughs> that's another that's another one I've I've heard of at least. Originally, it was a Public Enemy song. It was featured in a 1987 movie called less than zero uh and then they released it as a single and then put it on their 1988 album the album was called it takes a nation of millions to hold us back so it was originally just a a public public enemy song and then they would join up with anthrax to release the rap metal version of it in 1991 okay so like years later they did that uh so, so there was actually a shout out to anthrax in the lyrics of the original version of the song so oh. uh, allegedly, the, 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 there were props because Anthrax's Scott Ian was wearing a Public Enemy t-shirt on stage, live on stage for photo shoots. So it looks like Public Enemy noticed that and kind of gave Anthrax a... Oh, that's cool. So it's like, it. it's like, oh, he's a fan of us. And then they just, from a distance, 
started communicating and then just collaborated years later. Yeah, and they would end up uh, doing that song together, and then uh, they they actually did a tour together after that as well. That's cool. cool. That's kind of a heartwarming story. It's like, oh, they were just fans, and then they became friends with each other, and then tour. Yeah. How nice. Yeah, and they actually yeah they actually went on a tour, and uh, <laughs> Anthrax would they still play that show live even till now? It's it's well, one of their big live songs. For uh, for a couple of genres that are pretty aggressive, just a bunch of friends behind the scenes. Yes, like you said, very heartwarming. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and uh, Chuck D from Public Enemy, he actually came on as a guest on Anthrax's 40th anniversary live stream show and performed it with them again. And that was uh, just recently. So that was really cool. Oh, sweet. I actually, actually watched the whole live stream. It was amazing. And when Chuck D came on, it was pretty. I was pretty pumped. It was intense. It was like a homecoming kind of thing. I, I just didn't really expect it. Like they were going to have, kind of figured they're going to have guests. And then all of a sudden, you know, Chuck D came out and it was... Uh, yeah, it was it was really cool. Yeah, they, they, the whole uh, live stream was amazing. If anyone has a chance to check that out, one of those one of those classic COVID concerts. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of those now, eh? But yeah, they, uh, well, I, I know like some of them work out like that, but then there's there's been a couple. Where I'm like, you're not the kind of band that can do this without a crowd. <laughs> I can't think of uh, specific examples, but I know there was just so many of them, and yeah. uh, like it's especially when it's like even when it's like the Rolling Stones or something. It's like you guys are like 80. You don't know how computers work. You're not in the same room together. <laughs> this is just well, kind of I mean, like, eh. There's a lot of bands that aren't really that great live anyway. And like you said, as soon as mm-hmm. you take away that, that crowd noise, it's uh, it really shows the shows yeah. all the false stuff, right? Like, if their whole, whole performance is feeding off the, the crowd response, then the, the, that yeah. charm doesn't carry over some of the time. But uh, yeah, Anthrax definitely does not have that problem because they're amazing. Uh, I've seen them live a couple times, and, and, that, and that live stream was really well done. They actually keep it up. That's good. Uh, so Anthrax actually released a rap song in uh, 1987 as a B-side to uh, their single for I Am The Law. They did mm. a song called I Am The Man, but it wasn't a collaboration. It was just them doing a rap song. and it was They rap it, huh? It was pretty bad. <laughs> like, it was, it's like, yeah. So uh, I'm glad that they redeemed themselves with uh, getting actual <laughs> Are you saying you, doing you didn't song. put that on the workout playlist? Do you? <laughs> I did not put I'm The Man on the workout playlist. and. Uh, <laughs> Can I listen but, to it real quick, like just to get a sense of it? Yeah, you should do it. Okay. Uh, here it is. I'm the man. Pretty cringeworthy. All right, all right, all right. I heard <laughs> the line: "The only thing hard is the smell of my feet," and I'm I'm ducking out of that one. <laughs> that's that's enough for me. I'm out. Yeah. So uh, in 1993, the rap and metal combination it would hit a new level with the uh, the soundtrack to a movie called Judgment Night. So the the soundtrack for Judgment Night featured all songs that were collaborations between rap or hip hop artists and uh, rock or metal artists. Oh, specifically so, what we're talking about. Okay. Yeah, like every every song was a, a collaboration of two different groups. It was really cool. So mm-hmm. the, that soundtrack would actually end up hitting number 17 on the Billboard 200, which is pretty oh, crazy. Oh, wow. That's huge. What was the movie's so, name again? Uh, it's called Judgment Night. So at first, talking about the movie, I actually did a bit of a lookup on it. At first, I couldn't remember if I had watched it back in the day. So I, I did the IMDb lookup to see 
what it was all about and it actually jogged my memory and i do remember i did watch it back in the 90s and uh and it actually was pretty good so okay, if you yeah. if you check it out the it's got a pretty solid cast got emilio estevez in it cuba gooding jr dennis leary uh steven dorf and jeremy piven are all in it so okay, pretty so, uh, I, good cast sweet and uh it got a pretty good imdb rating and i and i do remember it being fairly well done so it's a definitely a movie to check out and a really specific soundtrack yeah, so like I'm, I'm not a huge fan of every song on it. They're not all, like my favorite, but uh, because the soundtrack itself was so important for that time period and for this, uh, for this genre, uh, mm-hmm. and some of the crazy combinations that you know before this no one ever would have thought of, right? Yeah. But I found out in my research there that there was actually a collaboration planned between Tool and Rage Against the Machine. That was oh, that would have been sweet. It was planned for the soundtrack, and they actually did record some of it. It was called "Can't Kill the Revolution." That was the name of the song. Yeah. So it never got officially released because I guess uh, neither band got was satisfied with the way it turned out. Mm-hmm. But there actually is a, a like a bootleg version of it on YouTube that you can find if you want to. Listen oh, to that's it. cool! Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out. I could throw a, I'll throw a link of that up uh, uh, later on after the show. Yeah, for sure. Or once, or once we release this episode. So there, I actually had a pretty decent sized list of songs to to do this with, and I was I'm not able to go through every single song, so. Anything that I did find that I don't mention on here, I'll throw into that. Either either I'll throw up a link afterwards, or I will throw it on the extended playlist. Cool. Okay. So go through that list, and then you can get pissed off at Andrew if he missed something. Uh, the band Corn. They did uh, yep. Corn with a K. By the way, if anybody doesn't know, if you don't, if you don't know who Corn is already, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Corn did a song called "Children of the Corn" with Ice Cube, and it was on their "Follow the Leader" album in 1998. Oh, how then- how meta of them to use yeah. their own name and then the uh the same yeah it was children of the corn with the k obviously um in 19 they did it in 1998 and also um uh, they had did a song called fuck dying with ice cube which mm. was also it was on ice cubes album that year called war and peace volume one so they kind of traded places there on each other's albums which is sort of neat an aggressive but positive message i guess yeah they also did a song called play me with the rapper named Nas. i don't know if you know who Nas is he oh was- yeah i know Nas. He was pretty big back when I was growing up. So oh, he's still he's still huge. Nas is a Nas is a legend. If you know anything <laughs> about music, you know who Nas is. I I know if I ruled the world is an awesome song, <laughs> <laughs> but I I don't know his newer stuff. But he he's a good rapper, and, and that song's pretty solid. But uh, moving on to uh, Cypress Hill. So there's a couple of songs that Cypress Hill did on the Judgment Night Judgment Night soundtrack. They also did a song with. Uh, Called Trouble Seeker with System of a Down guitarist Darren Malakian. Just just the guitarist? Uh, in this case, yeah, just Darren Malakian. Okay. And uh, they did a song called Rock Superstar. That's off their their album Skull and Bones, and it's mm-hmm. basically just a heavy version of their single Rap Superstar from that same album. And uh, Rock Superstar features uh, Chino Moreno from Deftones and also Everlast from House of Pain. Oh, cool! So a couple Love of the Deftones, a couple of good songs there. Yeah, and I guess I. System of Down, another band that can kind of flirt with the rap side of it, but doesn't count as a collab. Not not on their own, no. But they, yeah. but they have done. I mean, a lot of these guys have done collabs, or they've done like you know a song where they feature a, you know a different style artist in there kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, you probably know this song, but Ozzy did that song with Post Malone and Travis Scott. Take what you want. Yeah. So uh, yes. I even though that. it's not really a metal song, it you know having Ozzy in it kind of puts that. Like, you know, having, having that name in there, it's, it sort of counts in this in the genre, yeah. You know, in a tenuous way, like I said. 
Uh, and, and Ozzy also did a song with Busta Rhymes called This Means War off of one of Busta Rhymes' albums. Now that is, none of those more actual rap. Yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> yeah, Post Malone is, toes, toes the line. Some of his songs, yes, are rap, and some of his songs are just straight pop. He's got some okay stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, even that song's not, you know, for me. It's not the worst. For me, Ozzy's vocals make the song, but it's it's mm-hmm. a it's, okay. it's a listenable song. It's it's pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, the the main song in uh, Spider Tell- Spider Man Enter the Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, that's a Post Malone song. Yeah. So until Travis Scott comes into that Take What You Want song and it's all freaking auto tune garbage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and hey, he's he's digging his own grave right now. So you see what happened? Yeah, with the concert real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bad. So yeah, uh, he deserves all the. <laughs> All the feedback you can get. Yeah, we'll just uh, negative. That, that problem will just kind of take care of itself, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's it's figuring itself out. So uh, moving on, I think I got one more before the workout playlist here. Sweet. Uh, so the band Lincoln Park, they've yep. actually done quite a few collaborations, uh, but they did an entire album collaborating with Jay Z, which you've probably oh heard of. Right? Uh, I want to say like I know that's there. I've never listened to it. I've never been a, a huge Lincoln Park guy. The one song, uh, Nam Encore, that's like the mm-hmm. big song for that album. So if you heard that song, you'd know right away. Like, yeah, you, probably you, would. I'm going to have to check that out, actually. But there's a, there's actually another song on there that I liked. Um, like I put Nam Encore on the playlist, the extended playlist, just because it's super well known. Yeah. Uh, but I also put the another song on there that I that I actually like better. Called uh, It's called Dirt Off Your Shoulder, Lying From You. Oh, like he does it. Does he do a version with Linkin Park then? Every every song on that album is a version is Linkin Park and Jay Z. Oh, okay. It's just like, but but like because like, uh, Dirt Off Dirt Off Your Shoulder is like a Jay Z song on its own. Yeah, they combined they combined like one song from each and like. Oh yeah, okay. Was, I the gotcha. whole album is like one song of his, one song of theirs, and then they put them together and do them together. That's kind of. that's cool. I like that formula. I really yeah, have to listen to this one. It's actually a pretty neat idea. I think I can't remember yeah. how many songs there are. It's a fairly short album, but it's uh, yeah, it's it's kind of neat a neat take on. On a collaboration, uh, and and flip side, there was a lot of people uh, like sharing videos of bands like dealing with distress in the crowd properly after the whole Travis Scott thing. Uh, yeah. And Lincoln Park was was one of those bands that had like a bunch because apparently like they have a re- they had a very long track record of like the second they see someone go down in the crowd, the concert stops and they're like get that guy help, and then they continue yeah. when it's good. So shout out Lincoln Park, yeah. yeah. I got a lot of respect for bands like that that you know take care of their mm-hmm. fans, right? Yeah, yeah. There was like like Foo Fighters were on there. Dave Grohl obviously like all over it. There was a clip of of Nirvana. Uh, some guy was like trying to cop a feel on a girl in the front row, yeah, and then Kurt Cobain got the lights up, and yeah. he was like, "Get that motherfucker out of here!" And then the whole band stood there and pointed at him and laughed at the guy while he was getting kicked out. Good. Yeah, he yeah it. It, was sweet. it was sweet. That's that's the one thing about. I mean, I can't speak for other types of music because I haven't really been to a lot of concerts of other types of music. I've been mostly to metal and rock concerts. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you go to, I've been to a lot of metal shows with crazy mosh pits and I've been in the mosh pits and yeah. I, I really haven't really seen anybody get hurt. And I, I know it does happen. There are idiots out there no matter yeah. where you go. But uh, I've never seen, like, metal concerts, there's like a, there's a very specific etiquette. Like, the second someone yeah. goes down, people get you up and you're out. Oh man, there's um, like yeah, there's like a code. It's it's amazing. Like people yeah. will go down, and right away, people like they'll they'll clear out space. They'll grab them. They'll pull them up. Like you know, they take care of each other, right? So it, yeah, you know, it's, no, it's pretty awesome. aggressive, it, aggressive and violent. But it's uh, yeah. But this, at the same time, you have like this, you know, this camaraderie, right? It's, oh it's really yeah, it's crazy. Cool. You do like a whole wall of death, and no one gets hurt. Yeah, yeah and I've, seen, yeah. I've seen it a lot, and it's really cool. Mm. And not to like do too much of a tangent, but like I've been to I've been to a bunch of rap shows too, and like they don't 
end up ever like what happened. So like it's that's not something that should be happening if you're a, an artist in any genre that yeah. knows what you're doing. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't care what genre in you got to take care of your fans, right? Oh, yeah. that's who makes you right as an artist. Right. Just like that uh, that girl that girl this week, she was taking her care of her fans. The one from Brass Against. Did you see that? No. So uh, I gotta find her name really quick. Uh, Sophia Sophia Urista. Um, she was taking care of her fans. She brought one upstage and she peed all over him consensually. So he was having a good time. It was in front of a huge crowd. <laughs> Showing some love, eh? <laughs> yeah, in a way. Yo, well, <laughs> what do they call that? Golden showers? <laughs> exactly. In what front of a it? gigantic crowd. <laughs> that is, that's the word. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But it's all about taking care of your fans. From that to uh, the workout playlist, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. Quick, quick let's segue. Get the, let's, let's get into the workout playlist. <laughs> I ain't got time to bleed. This is the Jawas! Let's put a smile on that face. All right, so song number one. We're gonna start off with uh, start out with a bang here. So we're gonna go with "Disorder" okay. by Slayer and Ice T. This song is actually it's a mashup of some old hardcore punk songs, which okay, I actually have listed here. So the three songs they're actually three exploited songs. You heard the exploited, right? Ex- exploited is the band. Exploited? Band, yeah. They're I an haven't. old punk band. I have not heard of them. It's a medley of three songs: a song called "War," a song called "UK82," and then "Disorder." Because okay. those songs are all like super short, so they yeah. just put them all together for like a four and a half minute song or whatever. Yeah, basically, yeah, it's Slayer playing some old heavy punk songs with Ice T spitting some angry political lyrics, uh, some great energy. Uh, Tom Reyes screaming in the background, which is pretty awesome, and some really tight guitar work by Carrie King and Jeff Hanneman. Uh, it definitely works for me. Uh, all right, so disorder, Slayer, Ice T, give us a shot. So I, I admittedly like I haven't listened to really like any public enemy uh yeah. or like Ice T just in general. Man, Ice T just fits right in there. Oh yeah, no, I, it, like, well, Ice T Ice T's been do he's had his own metal band from since like 1992. So he's, mm-hmm. or even before that actually. So he's really Ice T really knows his shit when it comes to rap yeah, and metal. Like the just the the tone is like perfect for the music. Yeah. Yeah, I know that that's definitely that's why I wanted to start with that one cuz that really they just they just mesh perfectly together, you know? Yeah. No, it's like it's heavy, fast, gets right into it. All right, number two. And this yep. one uh, might surprise you. It's a song called Rage by the okay. Dillinger Escape Plan and a guy named Jaron Benton. So uh, I don't know who Jaron Benton is, but he's a rapper. Yeah, uh, I don't know so. Jaron Benton, but we were talking about Dillinger Escape Plan like last episode, I think. So Yeah, that's why I thought it'd be kind of cool to bring him up again. They ended up having a, a song that fit into this category. So uh, awesome. I, I just started getting into them. Like I never really listened to them much until... Mm-hmm. The last little while and you like uh, them so far yeah no, i know i do like them i i i, I like them I, I i used to think i wouldn't like them i don't know why and then i started listening to them and i and i ended up getting into them but uh is it some of their their constant tempo changes that they have and it's just like oh, really I unique sound right and it, it actually goes really well with jaron benton's rap style 
Okay, cool. So I'll give this, I'll give this yeah, a shot. Sure. Rage, Dillinger Escape Plan, and Jaron Benson. I feel like it shouldn't work, but it does. <laughs> like I'm listening to it, I'm like, yeah. I like it. I don't know if I'm supposed to like it. Yeah, it's it's at first I was listening to it, I'm like, I don't know if this works, and then I, I got into the song, I'm like, you know what? It, it actually does work. It, it yeah, you did a good job with it. No, I'm a fan. It's a pretty cool combination. All right, number three. Yeah, number three. All right, we're gonna get a little weird here. Well, okay. Not weird, <laughs> just a little bit different. So this is a song called "End We Run." It's a band called Within Temptation with Exhibit, the rapper. So okay, is a really I've strange. Never heard of. <laughs> it seems like a really. You never heard of Exhibit? Oh man. No. <laughs> so I, I've heard of Exhibit. I hadn't heard of Within Temptation really, but it's it's a it's a super strange combo at first. It's like a symphonic female fronted metal band. Okay. And uh, and then Exhibit's like a West Coast rapper, and he used to host Pimp My Ride on MTV. Oh, uh, okay. Because I'm looking at the album, and like this, the face looks familiar. Okay, so I I know, yeah, you know who he is what now. it looks like. <laughs> but yeah, it actually like it it's it sounds like a weird combination, but it actually ends up working really well. Like his rapping actually flows really nice into the song, and then there's actually a, there's oh. a video for it too, and the video's kind of neat. It's sort of a like a sci-fi CGI kind of crazy video. Sweet. But, uh, okay. And we run with intentation and exhibit. Yeah, it's so dramatic. <laughs> I know. I feel, like I feel like I'm going into war. It's such a clean sound too, and so well produced, eh? <laughs> yes, yeah, it really is. It's just it's so like with all the strings in the background, it's so like I feel she's, like I should be doing something dramatic to that. And she has such a like a, a really nice voice too, like a nice clean voice, like very but melodic. His, yeah, but his rap actually flows in really nicely. It sounds really good with the song. I think. Yeah, like it drives a little bit harder when when he starts. All right, getting in. Oh, you check out the video too. The video is pretty dramatic. Okay, I, I, I kind of like. It's a, it's a little cheesy, but I kind of like it. Hey, that's if it works, it works. Sometimes cheesy is yeah. okay. All right, song number four, song called uh, "Play Me." We talked about it before with Corn uh, and Nas. Right. So that's off of Corn's "Take a Look at the Mirror" album, and uh, it's just a really good collaboration. Corn's uh, low-end bass-driven sound there actually flows really well with Nas's rapping. Right. It just fits, fits right in. Cool. Uh, all right, yeah, play me. Corn and Nas. Man, look at the trash they write in. They like the time. It's kind of weirder than the like the time of the Sandman on Apollo Theater. Imagine that book of black with a hook who pulled that whack talent off the stage. I'm enraged. Nobody. I don't know who to call a friend. They all just pretend to be. Everybody. Listen to all y'all because everybody's an enemy. Trust nobody. I don't know who to call a friend. They all just pretend to be. That's my favorite one so far. That that uh, good, meshes eh? very well. Yeah, 
I was, I was so impressed with how good it sounded. Like it's really it just, good. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like it must be just like the way that they write their songs already are kind of like a similar to a hip hop beat, so it just works well. Yeah, I guess Corn does sort of have that style anyway. Like the, yeah, the way, the way their beat is, mm-hmm. just kind of their yeah. It does it does it definitely fits in anyway. Like it's yeah. And it, you I wish I knew they, more about music so I could say like it's this type of beat, but like I don't know, it just sounds right. Yeah, I mean, all I really know is I, I can research a bit and I can like get other people's opinions, but really, I just yeah. know what sounds good to me. You know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Song number five. All right. It's a cover of Mama Said Knock You Out by Five Finger Death Punch and Tech Nine. So, okay. okay. <laughs> I, I like, I actually like the way the heavy guitar riff mimics the beat of the original song. So full disclosure, like Five Finger Death Punch, I've come to realize they write some of the dumbest fucking lyrics I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. <laughs> like, I, I, I didn't really realize because, you know, I had some of their songs in my workout playlist that like at the gym and stuff my my actual workout playlist yeah and and, and then like i started actually listening to their lyrics i'm like a freaking four-year-old with a crayon could draw better lyrics out in a piece of freaking construction paper oh, like man. it's just they're just so dumb but luckily they didn't write these lyrics so okay um, <laughs> so it's better i so was gonna say like like tech nine isn't like my he's not my favorite rapper i've listened to him a little bit well um, this mama said knock is an ella cool j song right so yeah ella cool j wrote the lyrics to this but I mean, Tech Nine, he's he's been in some songs that I enjoy, and uh, his rapping actually fits in pretty neatly in the middle of the song, and uh, it, it's just a pretty good catchy song. Yeah, well, I'll say like I I like it's not his rapping, it's like his beats, but this isn't a beat yeah. written by him, so he's just rapping on it. So that's perfect. Yeah, I know he's rapping over like the like Five Figure Death Punch playing yeah. guitar in the in the style of the beat, right from the original cool. song. Yeah. All right. So uh, Mama said, "Knock you out." Five Finger Death Punch, Tech Nine. good it's a good mix like i haven't really listened to five finger uh, death punch at all but uh it worked it does work with tech nine you're right yeah you know five finger death punch they're kind of like a they're like a metal band but not really i don't know they're, they're just kind of weird they're, they sort of new metal-y well no they're they're pretty heavy and they sound like a metal band but like i said it just their, their they're lyrics are just to it. really like cheesy you know <laughs> bad, bad lyrics <laughs> but but they do have like some they have some good riffs and stuff i guess but mm-hmm. I, I kind of enjoyed this cover yeah, no, it's 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 uh it's not bad. It mixes well. I think Five Finger Death Punch. Thinking about it, there was someone that I knew when I was younger that I really didn't like, and he was a huge Five Finger Death Punch fan, and that's the only reason yeah. I never listened to them. Like, just I can imagine there's a lot of people. <laughs> like, if someone was to tell me that their favorite band is Five Finger Death Punch, I'd probably not like them. <laughs> yes. like it's if like someone's telling me like i, I kind of like some of their songs like they're you know they're pretty heavy there right i'm like yeah I can, I can understand that like i get that i i have some of their songs on playlists and stuff, but yeah for, for that to be someone's favorite band is very telling <laughs> put it that way <laughs> it's a it's a red flag as yeah. they say <laughs> all right okay. song number six yeah. uh, judgment night so the title track from the movie the soundtrack uh it's right. biohazard and onyx uh, I always liked Onyx. I know a lot of people maybe don't like them. They're like a hardcore rap band from the '90s, mostly. Well, mm-hmm. they, they still make music, I think, but they're uh, that they're was big their big. 90s. That was their big time. Yeah, and then Biohazard's like a, like a hardcore band from New York. Uh, they're pretty good. So I, I had a pretty great analogy here. I said putting them together was like lamb and tuna fish. 
Do you remember that from? What is that from? From Big Daddy. Okay. Charlie, what would you rather, spaghetti and meatballs? Yeah, so like Onyx's hardcore rap style, it layers in perfect with Biohazard's New York hardcore sound. Cool. Cool. So I I thought this is a pretty good like hard hitting track. Yeah. Yeah, one of the standouts from that soundtrack. All right. Judgment Night, Biohazard, and Onyx. Before I was created in the gift of the first power made me reincarnate it. Now I'm back from the deceased, but the pace decreased. Well, it's just an LBMC that gotta get So unless you wanna fight on judgment night, say what you wanna say, just spell my name right. It is a good combo. Yeah. Like it seems like the styles are equal. This is going to say weird, equal levels of hard. <laughs> like yeah. Because well, that's yeah. it. Uh, Onyx's rapping style was like that, right? It was, mm-hmm. they, they were considered like a hardcore rap band. So the way they rap fits in well with that heavy crunching, like hardcore guitar. Yeah. Works, works with the so. beat for sure. Okay. Yeah. So uh, song seven. Yeah. Song seven. Uh, we're going to do Rock Superstar by Cypress Hill. And, uh, you know, what's his name? Uh, Gino Marino? Sure. Is that is uh, it supposed to rhyme? The guy, the, the, the guy from Deftones. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Chino Chino Moreno. Yeah. And uh Everlast from House of Pain. Sweet. Right, uh, uh, but yeah, so yeah. I bought, I actually bought this album when it came out because I, I actually like the the original version called Rap Superstar. Yeah. And uh then you get the the album and it had the heavier version with the guitar in it and stuff and I thought the guitar kicking into the rapping just made it so badass and mm-hmm. just added, added a whole dimension to it. And it goes really well with uh, B Reels vocals, the guy from Cypress Hill. Yeah, well, it's got the most, by far the most streams on this album. So it must have been big. It was, yeah, it was, it was a big song back in the day. I think it came out like, what, 20 years ago? 2000. Yeah, 21, 21 years, years ago. ago. Crazy. All right, Rock Superstar, Cypress Hill, Chino Moreno, and Everlast. You wanna roll far and live large It ain't all that goes with being a rock star So you wanna be a rock superstar And live large A big house and buy cars to make charge Coming up from the world Don't trust nobody Gotta look over your shoulder Constantly to be a rock superstar And live large A big house and buy cars to make charge Coming up from the world Don't trust nobody Gotta look over your shoulder Constantly I'm chilling in the hotel I think this one is like the most it's the biggest mix of the ones so far because like the I, I got like a minute in I'm like where's the where's the metal part of it and then all of a sudden it yeah. kicks in and it like kind of goes back and forth but it works yeah well because originally it was a rap song and then they added yeah. the guitar in after it and uh i see the other version has eminem in it and i do not like eminem so i'm gonna only listen to this version and i'll be happy with that that's totally fine with me okay <laughs> yeah the last two songs are going to be probably no surprise, but uh, number eight is "Walk This Way" by Aerosmith right. and DMC. We have to we have to bring up the classic. So it's, yeah, it's like the breakthrough song that really started this whole. I want to say arguably, but it's like fairly like it's pretty, pretty concrete. <laughs> That's the start. Believe, but they, this kind of started the whole rock or metal. And well, they were literally thing. breaking down walls in the video. So yeah, so I mean, if if most of you guys have heard it, uh, listen to it again. And uh, check out the video because it's it's a good video, fun song. Mm-hmm. Sweet. All right. So uh, yeah, if you haven't heard this, definitely listen to it. I'll give it another listen here. 
Walk This Way, Run DMC, Aerosmith. So working on working in classic rock radio, I get so sick of listening to Steven Tyler's voice because he just plays so much Aerosmith. Yeah. So it's it's I like this version more just because it's refreshing because I'm sick of hearing the original version. Because less Steven Tyler. <laughs> exactly. Less Steven Tyler. Normally a good thing. Uh, but also, I like it. It's so old school because it's got the record scratches and everything. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I guess reading about this, the guys from Run DMC, I think it was Run and. Jam Master Jay, I can't remember the, the the DJ and one of the one of the MCs. They uh yeah. they used to they used to actually rap to the song and like scratch it way before, like when they were way younger. But they didn't even really know who it was. They just like they oh, just knew that's cool. knew of the song and they used it for their mixes and stuff and like rapping over it and stuff, the beat and all that. They just liked and it then, for the beat. Yeah, and then later on they found out like who it was and they ended up you know later on they ended up doing the collaboration with them, right? Which is that's cool. cool. Good for Aerosmith for being open to it. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it worked out really good for both of them, it looks like, right? All right, uh, so number nine, the, uh, the last song. W- what do you think we're going to do? The last nope. one? Well, now I'm drawing a blank because you put me on the spot. So. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. <laughs> Too much pressure on me to think of it. Right. Well, it's obviously going to be Bring the Noise by Anthrax and Public Enemy. Come on. Oh, okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. <laughs> so uh, every time I hear the drum intro to the song, like, I, and I know I'm about to hear Flava Flav go, yeah, boy. <laughs> I get super pumped, man. And uh, the thrash riff and Chuck D's amazing masterful rapping, it like, never gets old. I could listen to the song over and over again forever. Yeah, I don't know if I've actually ever heard this song. Well, it's about to make sweet love to your eardrums, man. Oh, apparently, <laughs> I've been given a note. Apparently, it's in Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, which was a game it, I had, so I might recognize it from this. Actually, yeah, I guess people your age, actually even people my age, I guess that would probably be where we would have heard it a lot back in the... I guess it would be yeah. the late nineties. We all used to be. We all used to be playing this. Now exactly. I have a question because I'm getting four different versions. <laughs> there's bring the noise. There's bring the noise with a Z, and then bring the noise again, and then bring the noise again from a different album. So is there a difference between? These? They all have different track times. Uh, just listen to the one that's off Anthrax's Attack of the Killer Bees. Uh, all right, that's number one. All right, bring the noise. Anthrax, Public Enemy. <laughs> See, I, I like it, but I don't think that I could not like it because as soon as it started playing, it was like I was four years old watching everyone Tony play Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater 2. Yeah, when Very I come to think of it, it's good though. 
now that you mentioned that, I, I totally forgot about that. Even when I was reading about it to do the research, it mentioned Tony Hawk, and I, I played so much of that game, that Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. I just remember me and, and my friend Eric Benner just playing that game for hours and hours. Oh, it's and, an awesome uh, game. Yeah. Unfortunately, Flava Flav was not at the live stream Anthrax show. Uh, that's too bad. Missed opportunity. I don't know how they could tell time without him, but they managed. <laughs> they, found, they found a way. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's the last song? That is it. All right. But you're going to have an extended playlist, right, with all the, yeah, the rest I'm, of the stuff on there? Yeah, I'm going to have an extended playlist with all the workout playlist, also all the songs I mentioned on top of that, and then other songs that I didn't have time to mention that fit cool. into this okay. category. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Uh, is there any, do you have any news? Uh, I do not. Okay. Do you have any news? <laughs> I don't have any news. Uh, we already talked about the Travis Scott thing, even though it wasn't related. That's the most topical we're, we'll get, I think, right now. All right. Um, well, if that's it, then uh, yeah. So that playlist we just went through. So like that's that's on Spotify. We have the link for it uh, in the show description. Remember to check it out because we keep adding to it. We update every week with the new songs and it keeps going. So it's like a living thing that we'll keep adding stuff to. So make sure to check it out. Like I listen to it at at, uh, at the gym and even just like in my car. It's a good playlist. And then be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. If you like the show, please tell a friend. Leave us some rating on iTunes. Our website is theheavy.ca. You can email us at theheavypod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Heavy Pod on all of those. Our show is edited by Ian Sutherland. Andrew does all the research. Our brother Rob designed our logo and our theme song, Stallions of the Highway by Savage Blade. I'm your host, Don Sutherland. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you again in two weeks. Later. <laughs>